Back in June of this year, Teamsters Local 399 members who work in commercials ratified a new three-year agreement with the AICP. This covers two contracts. One contract covers drivers, wranglers, animal handlers, trainers, and hyphenids. The other contract covers location scouts, managers, and commercials. And they were approved by a margin of over 94%. Which, which crazy. is crazy. <laughs> so we are going to dive into these contracts and tell you all the changes that you need to know. So when you're on your next job, which hopefully mm-hmm. people are working out there, you know what you got to keep track of. So grab a drink and roll the intro. Welcome to the Producers Happy Hour with your hosts, Sister Christian and Lawrence Lewis. We are two producers with over 20 years of experience each, chatting over drinks about what it means and what it takes to be a good producer. Join us for insightful interviews and informative show topics that will help you get through your toughest jobs, biggest production challenges, and most difficult clients. So grab a drink. You're going to need it. And let's get to it. Because making shit is hard. Well, hello, Lawrence. <laughs> well, hello, sister. <laughs> How you doing? I'm blessing my lucky stars that commercials are not being struck right now because uh, it's nice to have a little bit of work. How about you? I will be fully transparent, as always, and say that I've only filmed once in L.A. this year. Every other job that I've done has been outside of L.A. Yeah. I just think that this strike is, you know, is really affecting so many layers of, well, during the time of this recording, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the strike is is just um, affecting the industry around the industry. It is. And we're hearing over and over again, uh, different, uh, you know, prop shops closing, certain vendors or suppliers, especially in Atlanta, are on the verge of shutting down. A lot, a lot is being disrupted because of this strike, this necessary strike. We're feeling it. I hope the good folks over at AMPTP understand that restaurants and dry cleaners and all these folks are affected too. So even though, you know, the writers and the actors are on strike, that, you know, it's just everybody's feeling the effects, especially in filming towns. Oh, yeah. Um, And yeah, I haven't shot in Los Angeles either. Maybe I shot once this year in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't really remember. My current project is not here. Yeah. Bringing us talking about unions to the topic of today's show, we know this contract is a little bit old, but hey, there's been a lot of really important information (laughs) we needed to talk about. The strike, AI, our our chat with Stand With Production, that we felt like all that needed to get out there first because it was so Mm -hmm. time sensitive. This contract... We're going to have it for three years, so we still need to dive into it. And there's uh, a lot of changes. There are a lot of changes. We're a gonna lot have to, of changes for the gonna, good, but yes. also like this can definitely affect your budget. This can affect how you do your time cards. Absolutely. Um, this can affect your uh, how you think about turnaround time and schedules. It's a pretty significant change in this contract. Yeah, a lot of details you all need to know about. So stick around to the very end because every single one of these is something important. We're going to have to kind of rapid fire this. Christian, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> kind of. I'm kind of. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> but first, Christian, it's happy hour. What are you drinking? Well, I, in honor of today, I was looking up whether or not there was something called the truck driver or, nice, nice. <laughs> or, you know, and um, I found something called the convoy, but it had egg whites in it and I almost threw up reading it. So I'm good there. Um, <laughs> so I, I just made myself what I would think um, maybe 
you know, a Florida truck driver might drink <laughs> a pineapple cranberry with vodka. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing there. Okay. A little Lovely. tropical. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, a good friend of mine left over at my house after a, a rousing game of poker the other night, uh, a Racer 5 <laughs> IPA, which I feel like uh, it's by Bear Republic. I feel like uh, it fits today's topic. So cheers, Christian. Sure does. Cheers. Yeah. All right, listeners, if you are ready to dive in deeper with us into this weird world of production that we live in, we've got something for you. Uh, we, we know our podcast covers a lot, but there's always way more to explore, way more information than we can fit into a 30-minute episode. So that's why we've created our episode guide. Filled with delicious information nuggets, which include resources, references, and industry updates that'll keep you in the know. Plus, when you sign up, we'll send you some of our free production goodies as a thank you. Yeah, so don't miss out. Sign up for the episode guide at ProducersHappyHour.com or tap the link in the show notes. Let's dive in. Rapid fire. I have so much to say. In the episode episode guide for this episode, we're going to put the link to the AICP webpage (laughs) that kind of summarizes all of the changes to the Teamsters contracts. Yes, thank you, AICP, for summarizing it for us. Yes, thank you very much. All right. Where do we start? Let's talk about titles, right? Because that's kind of a, we have to change how we call them now, right? Yes. We are no longer should be calling, nor should we have ever, ever. called them gang bosses ever. And um, now they are called transportation captains or transpo captains. Yes. And a tweak to that is transpo captains. I think this is similar in, in, in features maybe or TV. Uh, they cannot be assigned a covered piece of equipment, which means they, oh, can, they can't drive. Already. Off the bat, more money. Off the bat. Yes. Off the bat, which I get. I mean, like your transportation captain is there to discuss all the trucking needs and they sometimes cover as many as 10 to 15 vehicles, including vans. So having them also be responsible for to drive a shuttle or drive the Jenny is just, it's a lot of work. It is. All right. Next one. Rapid fire, Christian. Vans are covered on all days, not just shoot days. I know. So your tech scout, if you have a van and you're visiting multiple places, you need to have a teamster driving it. Mm-hmm. I think even a director scout possibly too, right? What if the director decides to drive themselves? I think that's fine. If you don't have a van. Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. A covered van. So, yeah. sta- same goes for steak beds. If you have to move stuff around, I mean, I wouldn't put a PA on a steak bed. So, But uh, you know, during prep, mm-hmm. if you had a steak bed moving around, that needs to be a teamster driving that as well. Yes, makes sense. Now, is now time when we talk about this crazy BFPE thing? Yes. Now, this this actually um, will affect some of you out there who work for, let's say, an edit house that isn't signatory or a company that comes into town that isn't a union signatory and you use a company like CMS. So now there's a difference between what's called a bonafide production employer and a mm-hmm. non-bonafide mm-hmm. production employer. Bonafide being mm-hmm. being one that is signed to the contract. Bon- non-bonafide is like what you just said, Christian. So the non-bonafide, they have a separate supplemental contract. 
Which is more. And they get locked into it until the next negotiating cycle. And yes, it's more. There's a higher retirement account that Mm -hmm. goes on to it. On-call employees have meal provisions and penalties. Uh, Chef's assistants are covered. There's a whole, and there's no low budget, uh, I think, exception for that, right? So it's more. And that's similar to the AICP thing, right, Christian? Through my extensive knowledge of 20 plus years of production work, bidding for a you know union job and across the board, maybe put in 35 to 38 percent for P&W for a AICP company. If you now are working through a company like CMS because either A, you were flipped or B, you are doing a union job, you just need somebody to run the payroll through, which again is CMS. I um, say that you should be bidding closer to 37 to 42%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there go. there's Cha-ching. another budget whack for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you all have any questions about this or need more information, feel free to reach out to either Jane Nunez at the ICP or reach out to the Teamsters themselves. We spoke with totally. them. We got on a call with them and they helped walk mm-hmm. us through all this information. They were so lovely too. Like if, yeah. if you have a question, it's just great to get on the line because we're all in this together, right? You want to you want to make sure you're paying them right. They want to make sure you're paying them right. It's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's one of our favorites, Christian. I'll let you take this one. Call sheet. Oh, so get ready, folks. Buckle up because you now are required to have given the call sheet to your crew eight hours before they leave their portal. So, okay, so let me break this down for you. Let's say you're filming somewhere within LA County and where you've got your motor homes is half half an hour to an hour away. And your, your team's, your call time is 5.30 and your teamster needs to leave at 4.30, then you need to have that call sheet in to them by 8.30 p.m. And I know that that sounds like, okay, fine, you know, I get my call sheets out early. But there are times when all of us have been guilty of not being able to send a call sheet out till 10, 11 o'clock at night because something changes, a, a call pushes, some sort of emergency. Well, at that point, if you have not sent your call sheet to your Teamsters eight hours prior to their portal leave, then you will be in penalty for that Teamster all day. Yeah, and it's paid as double time for every invaded hour of them mm-hmm. not having a call sheet. So Yeah, that's pretty intense. So that is an incentive, however. Let's look at the the, the bright side of this, Lawrence. I think yeah. it's an incentive to have the, the production company should give enough support to the production teams to make sure that call sheets can go out at this time. Yeah. <laughs> or enough prep time, it's one or the other. Yes. One thing we didn't talk about is rates. You know, they, they, they went up. They went up. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. <laughs> That's why we didn't cover it. They went up. Exactly. Look at the find a rate sheet. The new rates are going to be on there next year. Instead of going up three percent, they're going to go up four percent. Inflation. Yeah. So catching up. And um, kit, kit rentals too. I believe that your transportation captain is now entitled to a um, kit rental for every day they work. Yes, I think it's twenty dollars a day. And that includes, we actually got what it includes, a vehicle lockout kit, bolt cutters, battery charger, jumper cables, like stuff that no. you stuff you need, yeah. Yeah, totally. I have all of that in my trunk, In too, my trunk. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I do. So I love a good set of bolt cutters when you roll up on set and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> it happened to me once and t- 
2005 story mm-hmm. for a dime. But um, yeah, I would love to get a kit rental for that. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Remember when Someday. we used to get kit rentals? Oh my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the low budget provisions have changed. So daily maximum production cost has increased to $150,000. So if you're yes. shooting below, if your costs are below that, that's the low budget contract. Aggregate total is increased to 700000 Right. So over the course of five days, if you're spending less than 700000 you can be, you fall under the low budget contract, which means you pay, you pay less. Yes. Hey, Christian, what's the most important thing about film production? The setup, pre-production, the most yeah. important part. But you know what? A lot of people think that, but you're kind of missing a step. Oh, right. The kickoff calls, because that's how you set up your prep. Right. That's where you got to get all the right questions answered at the right time and set deadlines for those answers so you can put your prep on the right path to success. Exactly. Right. And this can be accomplished with four kickoff calls. You need at least four, in my opinion. And I think for us producers, the most important one is the one with your producing partner, either the ad agency producer or your main client contact, because that's where, like you said, set the tone, set expectations, give them deadlines for when you need these answers, because Timelines are already way too short for prep. I know. We could always use more prep time, right? And budgets are shrinking, so don't waste any time. So what we've done is we put together our top seven questions that you should ask your agency producer or client now on that very first kickoff call. Not only does it help answer questions that you may have, it also allows you to set the tone and, you know, establish yourself as the leader of the project, (laughs) which is also a very important step as well. So we'll put a link in the show notes where you can get on our website and take a listen to our free audio bonus. Another delightful conversation between me and Sister Christian about (laughs) best ways of setting yourself up for success. Yeah, it's a page turner. (laughs) (laughs) Check it out. So, all right, Lawrence, tell me what happened with location managers. Location managers, their OT now starts at 12 elapsed hours, not 13. Right. And yeah, that's a big deal. And because, you know, usually we're saying 12 hours, but it's actually 13 elapsed because of lunch, but Mm -hmm. no longer for your location manager. So 12 elapsed. They're they're into OT and seventh days are now double time instead of half time time and a half. Yep. Sorry, mm-hmm. which is uh, par- on par with everyone else, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, they also get an eighty dollar day kit fee, which I mean, normally we pay them more <laughs> than that anyways, and they can get a meal reimbursement of up to twenty five dollars per. Which is a big deal. I, you know, I I can remember even production guidelines at certain companies would used to say $10 for lunch, then it went up to 15. I don't know a fucking place in the world right now that you can get lunch for $15. Oh, no. So sometimes when these contracts go change, it means change for production as well. When we see higher meal rates going to, you know, union crew members, that means our meals start to creep up too. So these can be a good thing. I understand it is something on your budget, but $25 for lunch. Again, I know Lawrence and I could barely (laughs) make it to lunch for 50 bucks. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that that's fair. Now, speaking of locations, Christian, what's up with Disneyland? Oh, well, (laughs) even though technically Disneyland and Anaheim and all those places are out of the zone and you would have to pay, you know, a couple miles worth of, 
you know, or start the, you know, your clock a little bit earlier. That has changed. Now they're considered inside the zone. So double check that too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a savings for us. It kind of blows for, you know, the crew members, but in the end, they are now considered within the zone. Right. And it's also Honda Center and Ventura Farms. Mm-hmm. Or the others. Filmed at either of those, but yeah, Disneyland for sure. There's, uh, there's uh, more clarity around paycheck stubs. And this is more of a payroll company issue that has to do with people's um, uh, individual account plan contributions. Employees couldn't see it before. So it was a little bit of mystery of where all the fringe money was going to. And now that's a little bit more transparent. Yeah, this could be a hot take on my part, but I mean, it's a little laziness. I know you can print it on the, on the you know, mm-hmm. the transparency is key here. So the employee should know what, what's being taken out and what their contributions are. It's not that hard to put it on the check because the payroll companies actually have to pay it. So the payroll companies have the information. They just weren't putting it on the stumps. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just a little laziness there, but like they fixed it. Yeah. You know, there is something we missed about rates. Sorry to be bouncing around everyone, but uh, there's a lot of info here to cover. Drivers and wranglers, after 15 hours of work, it's two and a half times. So it's more than double time. That's kind of a New York thing too, like the two and a half times or triple time. Um, it's an it's an incentive for you to not work this yeah. long. Uh-huh. After fifteen hours, it is dangerous for anybody to be driving, especially large equipment, right? So I I think that in PAs, you know, everybody. So if 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 this is a deterrent in order to get us all off of set sooner, then fantastic. Yeah, and uh, not a new term, but just to reiterate, after 18 hours is when that triple time kicks in. But two and a half after 15 hours is the new the new deal there. All right, what else? Well, I want to talk about something controversial. Oh, this please. is a big deal. There's something called the CIA, and I don't know if anybody knows about this or not because I didn't know about it. But for every hour worked, the AICP gets 45 cents an hour. So all the companies are paying the AICP, basically. Matt, so Matt, that Matt is style. where that is where Matt Miller's salary comes from. That's <laughs> their travel. There's all kinds of fun shit that happens there. So I had done some napkin math, and I'll tell you, you know, based on how many hours, let's say, the Teamsters have over the course of a year for $3.99, multiply that by, you know, 45 cents, that money goes directly to AICP as like a indiscriminate spending fund. Yeah. And it's not transparent, right? As far as we know, uh, where that money is going. I mean, we know Matt Miller's salary is public. I don't think we have any more clarity on where that money goes. I think I think we found out that it covers travel and maybe a few other things, but we don't know about it because it's not tracked. It's just money because the AICP exists and that they are the ones who um, negotiate these contracts. So they get 45 cents on every hour worked for any union member in the U.S. for commercials. Whew. IATSE member. I'm yeah. sorry. Let's just, yeah, IATSE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what sorry, you Sorry, my, dri- my truck driver is getting <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, but I thought that was an amazing thing that I didn't know about. Like, who knew about that, right? Right. Yeah, I didn't. 
uh, and the more you know. We all know how I feel personally about the AICP, but it just keeps getting better, everything we hear. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Two more important things about your location managers. Filming ranches are no longer automatically exempt from needing a location manager. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So, you know, you used to film with those ranches. It's all there. What do you need? A, what yeah. do you need a location manager for? No, mm-hmm. now you, 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 that's not right. automatically exempt, which means maybe you can appeal. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb here and give a scenario of like you're, you're going onto a ranch, your one day shoot, you're filming in one location on the ranch. I bet you can get a waiver. If yeah. you're on the ranch for multiple days and you're all over the place and you're mm-hmm. having to do tons of shit, then yeah, you're going to need to um, hire a location manager yeah. for it. It does not say you can request a waiver, but I think that's what that term automatically exempt means. Like, right. There's, you're still saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is a fun one. If a tech scout is performed 48 or fewer hours before the first day, the first shoot day, the location manager must be on payroll for each day in between the tech scout and the first day of shooting. Exactly. So say you are tech scouting on a Tuesday and then filming on a a Thursday, you have to or you are required to pay and have your location manager work on Wednesday. I know sometimes at production, you know, because we don't have in our budgets, production will do the duties of a location manager on that day. And there's one more thing on us. But this is saying that we absolutely have to. You just have to have that person on. So great. You know, that's somebody else, more support for production. Yeah. And it's more money out of your budget. Right. <laughs> so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully all the bidding producers uh, out there and the companies that we work for um, will be taking these into consideration and bidding appropriately. Yes. Now, did we cover rest periods yet? No, that's our finale. I feel like this is the, bump, exactly. This is the most amazing part of the contract, in my opinion. Go for it. Take it. Well, turnaround times went from nine hours to 10 hours, which is amazing because um, we know that production and Teamsters are usually first ones on, last ones out because it's portal to portal for Teamsters. So when they get more rest, we get more rest. Or we have to pay a penalty for them not resting, which I think is amazing. It's, it's again, a deterrent, we're hoping, that so people can get back to having some sort of life outside of work. Mm-hmm. But when, um, you know, turnaround time is nine hours, you can barely get home in time to do anything, like shower, sleep, you know, and then you're worried that you're back up again at an early hour. You know, any time that we can take back from work is a good thing. Yes, especially when it comes to safety and driving and sleepiness. You know, we've talked about the documentary before, Who Needs Sleep, the lack of rest in this industry and how dangerous it can be, not only for just having a car accident on the way home, but also for our mental health. Sleep is so crucial and rest is so crucial. And this industry tends to kind of abuse it. So any rest time that we can get back, personal time that we can get back is a win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Lawrence, we've talked about this a gazillion times, but our own, the industry model of having freelance people on who feel that they're not going to get hired again unless they're production friendly or really <sighs> good at their job or won't complain about turnaround times, all of that stuff. It feeds off of us feeling that we need to be available. And so amenable yeah. and always saying yes to mm-hmm. whatever crazy thing needs to happen. 
Yeah. Or like, oh, I like the people I'm working with, so I'll just do it. And that leads to lack of sleep and dangerous working conditions. So if there are good rules set around this, like what this new contract has, then we can, again, begin to take back time for our lives. Yeah. And our health. There you go. And our health. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, yeah, our health too. (laughs) (laughs) Families, I don't know, all kinds of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Personal life, what are you talking about? (laughs) Only between the hours of 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. Yeah. We're going to we're going to in the in the episode guide, we'll put a link to the summary of this contract by the AICP. We'll also post it on our socials. So if you don't follow us on Instagram or whatever, you know, we'll have it in various places. And if you have more questions about these changes, as I said, reach out to the Teamsters. They're very friendly. They will walk you through it. Same with AICP, Jane Nunez. Well, I'll just, you know, I give that a shot. Um, And um, (laughs) please. Everybody who's listening right now, please call Jane Nunez and ask her a Teamster question. Uh, I would be, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my truck driver just ran over me. We have another great episode in two weeks with a SAG strike captain. Brendan Bradley. It's a great insight into what is happening on the front lines. And it's part of our AI series, understanding how AI can impact us from an actor's point of view. So it's going to be a fun one. Stick around for that. Christian, how can people get a hold of you if they want you? Well, as always, I'm at sisterchristianproducers.com. And Lawrence, if they want you, how are they going to get you? Two ways, voiceoflawrence.com or lawrencetlewis.com. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Producers Happy Hour is brought to you with the help of the handsome Christopher Daniels, who is a design and branding specialist, and Brendan Russell at podlad.com, who is our fabulous editor. If you enjoy this podcast and want to dive deeper, subscribe to our listeners' newsletter. Simply go to producershappyhour.com to sign up. Thanks for listening, and remember, enjoy happy hour while you can. Because making shit is hard. Hard, hard.